Hello and welcome. I'm Michelle. And I'm Jessica. And this is Pretty Over Perfect. On today's episode, we're talking all about sanctifying rest. What is rest? What are some of the reasons we don't rest? And how can we prioritize it going forward? We're also going to talk about the benefits of it and what we are doing tangibly to implement a little bit more rest into our everyday. Let's get started. Hello, Jessica. Hi, Michelle. And hello, listeners. Welcome back to another episode of Pretty Over Perfect. The first one, Michelle, you and I are doing 2024. We're a little late because life's been a little more exciting than normal. In both of our worlds, actually. Michelle, you just returned home from a wonderful family trip. Give us a little snippet. That's right. We spent the holidays. Well, I guess we spent Christmas here. And then the day after Christmas, my family and I, we went to France for a couple of weeks. We spent a little bit of time in Toulouse and then Marseille, Nice, and then we ended our trip in Paris. It was snowing in Paris the day we arrived, which was... um quite it's quite unusual for Paris to get snow and it was quite cold but also very lovely and romantic and then uh, we came home and have been (laughs) iced in for the past week in our home Uh, but it has been very wonderful and very restful and relaxing after a very intense couple of months leading up to it so that was wonderful but Jessica what about you some big stuff happened for you while we were abroad yes yes simultaneously we were over here We, it's been such an interesting turn of events, but we closed on and moved into the very home that we were planning to move into earlier this last year. So it was, it was very sudden, honestly. We, I told you, Michelle, before we recorded that we got the keys. We, we, um, we went under contract and then two weeks later closed, got the keys. And this is the week after Christmas, like the Thursday after Christmas. And we just decided without even packing anything prior to move. Um, because it's just, it's like three minutes away from our old home. We just moved our essentials the first night. And then every day after that, we kind of just did a few loads and we're all tucked in. I mean, I, I shouldn't say tucked in. We have all of our belongings over here now, and we're slowly making our way to establishing our new home. And it's been so wonderful. So wonderful after a year of just kind of back and forth and not knowing how things were going to go and knowing we were going to move soon. But when, you know, that unsettled feeling, it's been really nice to kind of resolve that in a way, though we are kind of starting over too with new neighbors, new neighborhood and all of that. But it's been such a huge blessing, such a great and crazy few weeks, which is honestly, (laughs) Michelle, why this topic is going to be so helpful for me. And I hope that the rest of you feel that it is helpful as well. Rest. It's important. It's, it's, it's crucial. And it's also so counterintuitive to our pace of life, generally speaking. Don't you think? Yeah. I think we live in a culture that is not very intent on rest. I think that there's a lot of ways that we are rewarded for not resting in ways that like you kind of look at and are like, this is quite silly, but, um, yeah, I was actually thinking, okay, so one of the things I was listening to in preparation for this podcast, jump a little bit ahead here to talk about uh, Dr. Matthew, sorry, what's his name? Matthew Walker, Dr. Matthew Walker. Uh, he wrote the book, Why We Sleep. And he says that uh, um, sleep particularly, but rest, rest and sleep get a bad, uh, get a bad rap. Like they have a terrible PR agent because 
especially in our like Western capitalistic society, it's like resting is bad somehow, right? It's like slothful and sleep means you are weak in some way. And he, he would like to turn that all on its head and say that like sleep and rest are our greatest superpowers. But let's not get into that too much right now, except to say that I think that we are, we live in a culture that really rewards a lack of rest. And I think that that was already ingrained in culture, but it has only gotten, I would say, worse with the advent of technologies that are like keeping us on our feet and on the go and Mm -hmm. our minds engaged with something at all times. So that's kind of one of the things that we want to talk about a little bit here. Right. I feel like it's, it's ever increasing, like the pressure to keep producing, keep working, keep going, you know, as we've, like you mentioned, thrown the internet, smartphones, then we've got social media and all of that into our everyday. And it's, it's at this point, you know, in this thought process that I like to sometimes look back at how things might have been or were. I know that they were before all of these advances came to be. Mm-hmm. And I think we can take some very solid notes from the past. I mean, individuals used to only be able to work as the sun was up. And as the days got shorter and colder, you know, as they are producing outside or whatever in their fields, they had to come in and light the candles and do whatever they did earlier. And Mm -hmm. take that rest period. And I really like the thought that rest and accepting that is respecting our humanness, Mm -hmm. our limitations. It's not – resting is not like you're saying like slothful or lazy. It's it's respect for ourselves. Yes. And there's a quote that I found in my research by Wayne Muller. I think he's a – a therapist and a pastor. And he said that because we do not rest, we lose our way. Mm-hmm. And I can say at this point in my life where I feel like there has been a lot of intensity with the last year of our, our lives as family and as a mom learning to be a mom of five, I feel a little muddled because of the go, 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 like the demands that are constantly at me. Um, I do feel a little bit of like, where, who am I? Where am I? <laughs> like, where do I go? How do I navigate? You know, and I, I think one of my biggest fears is to lose myself. And, um, it's just very enlightening to realize that rest and prioritizing that somehow in all of our situations, because they're all different, will help us stay true to ourselves and find our way, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Even by definition, it's like, Rest is to cease work or movement in order to relax, refresh. I love that word. Refresh oneself. And to regain strength. (laughs) Or recover strength. Yeah. 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 So straight up. Yeah. I love uh, something that uh, Dr. Matthew Walker also said, which was that besides oxygen, if he were to deprive you of food, water, exercise, sunlight, sleep, if he were to deprive you of any of those things... Besides oxygen, sleep is going to be the number one thing that is going to really start affecting you. So you can go longer without food, water, exercise, sunlight than you can go without sleep. And that rings true. Yeah. Like when you think about that, you're like, oh, wait. Yeah. Like you could fast for several days. You could go without water for a while, right? Like 
I mean, none of these things are things we want to go a long time without, but like you (laughs) you get 24 hours without sleep and you are greatly impaired Um, and your body is like really in in, uh, crisis mode very quickly. And so it's, it's kind of interesting when you think of that. When you think of that, like, truth that we all know, that, like, none of us can go, uh, actually, on our way home from France, we ended up going about 22 hours without sleeping. And at the time, you know, it's kind of like you're just handling jet lag and you're handling the trip and and everything's fine. And our friend brought us home from the airport and she was chatting with us and we were catching up on, on stuff. And, like, the minute it was, a like, a safe environment to be asleep, I mean, it had been 22 hours, and I was, like, very much trying to have a conversation with her and, like, mm-hmm. literally shutting down. Like, and I was just like, I apologize. <laughs> like, I know it's not very late for you, but I've been up for 22 hours. She was very gracious, and she actually ended up staying the night with us, and we got to chat a little bit more in the morning. But I was just like, yep, my brain is closing down shop right now. I have no choice in the matter anymore. And uh, yeah, it's just so funny when we think about things that we like want to put aside, like, oh, we shouldn't do that. And yet, like our bodies tell us we need this. We need rest. We need rest on a daily basis. But if we are not getting enough rest, right, like we can chronically go without feeling much rest and then our bodies really start to suffer, right? We our immune systems are greatly impaired when we are not resting. We cannot learn new skills when we are not resting. We really can't, I think, handle life very well when we are not experiencing periods of rest because rest is how our body again is refreshed, how our mind recovers. Like rest is like the built-in mental health therapy we all need. And so when we rush through it and do not engage actively in rest and actively pursue rest, I think is what I would rather say, um, we can really start to feel the effects, but (laughs) keep rushing around and ignoring them uh, because it's, it's easier in our culture, honestly, to do that in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. And I do want to point out that we're talking about rest as in sleep and we're talking about rest as in taking a break Sometimes even for only a few minutes from a task or when things feel stressful or intense or you've just been at it for so long, like it's, it's so important to take a step back again, even only for a few minutes so that our day to day can have those little snippets and pockets of refreshment. So both of those things are at play here in this conversation. Yes. Yes. And I would say too, yeah, like let's, let's take a minute there because sometimes in, in that I was using rest and sleep interchangeably. And like our bodies actually sleeping is one thing that's very, very important. But I also think that rest is being awake, but in a restful state. So not scrolling through anything, Mm -hmm. Um, being safe and at peace in some way, right? Like there are different times where we can rest, where we're not necessarily asleep, but we are not doing anything, right? We have ceased movement in some way so as to allow our bodies and our minds to rest. And I think we mentioned it earlier on the podcast that one of the things that research has shown is a big indicator of the mental health crisis we all know our world is experiencing right now is actually like the erasure of small moments of rest, Because every time we have the opportunity to rest, just 
to cease a task just to sit and enjoy a meal or a conversation with another person. All of those times are getting that would allow us a moment of rest are getting erased because we can pick up a phone and text somebody or check our email or scroll Instagram. And it like never allows our bodies to and our minds to just come to a place of like rest because we fill it constantly with we fill our time constantly with things, even things that like seem good, like they seem like we should be doing them. But we are increasingly depriving ourselves of a very human need, which is rest. Yeah, yeah, that's well said. And it's it's very normal to do those things. We look around and that's just how life is at this point. And it's does but that does not mean that it's healthy. Right. Um, so, Michelle, we've talked about the pressure of go, go, go. We've talked about the convenience of scrolling. But what are some of the other reasons that you feel like we don't rest? I think. Do you have any thoughts? Yeah, I think people come to it for different reasons. I think when I was like a kid growing up, I definitely took on the impression that rest was like some form of weakness or it was a badge of honor to not need to rest, to always be the person doing everything and, um, you know, always taking on the new tasks, go, go, go all the time. I actually looked it up and apparently Thomas Edison famously, you know, said that he never had to sleep. And again, not that sleep and rest are necessarily interchangeable, but like he famously said that he he doesn't need to sleep. He saw sleep as a sign of weakness. And that has like filtered down into culture as like any time that you are not producing in some way is like, again, some kind of weakness, some kind of failure on your part because you're not as great as Edison, which, you know, you kind of like look back and you're like, maybe you would have figured out that light bulb a little bit sooner if you just slept a little bit more, you know, if you just rested for goodness sakes. But um, no, I mean, it's great. I'm glad he figured it out. But it is kind of funny when you just like, you know, it's interesting when you see things that you're like, oh, wow, like this one person said something. And then like, this is an idea that has really gotten really, it's really snowballed, right, into an idea that, like, yeah, like, rest is some kind of weakness or failure on the human part. I feel like I felt that a lot growing up. I don't feel that as much now. I love resting. But um, I do feel like that was something that I picked up a lot on in my in my formative years. What about you? Yeah, I don't think that's abnormal. Um, personally, like, right now in my life, I kind of alluded to earlier, I feel so overwhelmed by caring for the literal needs of my five children, especially the the younger two, three, the youngest two and three. Um, because without me, they would cease to <laughs> be able to exist, right? Because they're in that very dependent stage. And then also juggling the older's schedules. And of course, they're very real needs too. They're, just, they're a little more independent, but not too much. Um, also simultaneously maintaining the to-dos of a household that I, I feel like I can't afford the rest. But to be completely real, I've been experiencing some physical symptoms that are a result from this, from not resting. I've been at such a high stress for so long that I have been, I don't want to sound dramatic, but um, I did go to the hospital at one point over the summer because of a physical reaction to kind of the situation 
that we were going through. And then I've experienced a few more episodes like unto that one. But um, luckily, everything's it's fine. But it's just a point that like, I, I feel like I can't afford to rest yet. I'm having these physical symptoms that tell me like I, you have to rest or you cannot take care of these people. So, but then I'm stuck in this place where I'm like, okay, but when, when do I sit down? When do I, like, I'm, I'm even forgetting to eat because I'm going so intense, which does not resonate with all of you, but that's just how it is right now for me that I'm really working hard on eating well and thinking about that and sitting, I'm trying to sit in the chaos even when it's everywhere, which I think is kind of the thing for me. I feel like I'm allowed to rest and this is myself giving myself (laughs) these um, standards, but I'm allowed to rest when things are tidy and cinched up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, But also there's the scarcity of, but the baby's asleep. So I need to do all of these things before the baby wakes up because I certainly can't do them when he's awake while the toddler's going. And, And just kind of learning to manage all of this has been like kind of mind blowing to me in not the greatest way. So I'm on a journey right now to figure out how to change it. But that is why I'm not resting enough right now. Yeah. Yes. Uh, feelings like we have to earn it, I think, are big. So that's one of the ones that I think is an important one to address is, especially when you are a mom, when you're a person, when you're a person, but especially if you are a mom of young kids, it feels like the work is never done, right? There's literally always something you could be doing or that you maybe even in air quotes should be doing. But if you like look at that, your shoulds or like have tos are probably actually less than what you have committed to, right? And so I think like a practice of motherhood is like learning to say, I've done enough for right now. Like I am going to make myself stop and allow myself to rest, even though there are still dishes in the sink, even though there's still laundry to be done, right? Like I have done enough for right now and figuring out where that is, I do think is, it can be difficult, but it is a practice worth pursuing because like, if we don't say we've done enough, then enough will never come. Like it's never going to present itself. Like, how do you sit in the messy and feel comfortable because I feel like I can't rest because it's messy. Like my mind is so distracted. I guess, I guess the answer is to just practice. Yeah. I mean, Um, I think very much like, well, and again, kind of getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, but like, I'm all about, (laughs) it's gonna, it might sound silly, but I'm all about a schedule because I schedule in that rest, right? Like letting myself say, or letting myself be done with something for that amount of time. Like this is my time for resting. When my kids were young and they took naps, that was like my rest time too, right? Like I would clean the kitchen when they were awake because I had to be up with them. And when they were sleeping, I was like, oh, this is my nap time too. Even though I hardly ever like actually napped, I don't have a problem with napping. I just am not a huge napper. But like that was my like rest time that I earned. So I don't know. I think that like, it looks different for different people. But like, I would rest during that time. Because I was like, yes, I could, I could clean the kitchen right now. But I'm going to be cleaning the kitchen at the end of the day anyway. So I'm just going to do it then. I'm I'm going to let it be 
messy right now because I have earned this rest time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And this kind of triggers a thought that like I had things really dialed in a certain way with number one, number two. And then as number three came, I tried really hard to maintain that same exact everything schedule and everything. Mm-hmm. And then I'm still fighting for it with four and five, you know, and it's just not quite working. And so that's okay. Like, obviously, I need to reevaluate. And I like the thought of just realizing I'm going to clean the kitchen at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I do prioritize napping. I do like almost every day take a nap, which is like why this is a little bit strange that I'm going. <laughs> it's like not like I never stop. But yes, but um, are your naps like five minutes? I mean, they are very efficient napping. Yes, yes. I'm I mean, I don't think napping. that counts. For, but but like, I think in my mind, it's like, okay, I rested. Now go. Like, it's Anyway, it's just this whole, like, as humans, I guess we, we all have to evolve as our circumstances evolve. And this is something that I'm trying to learn how to do because anyway. Yeah. And I think, too, one of the things about this, like, specifically speaking to a young mom, is, again, embracing, like, a season of, like, okay, I'm going to rest even though everything's not done. And in the future my kids are all going to be at school and the kitchen's going to be clean all day, right? Like I can look forward to a time where that is not as stressful as it is right now, right? So I can choose to rest now because that's what I need and that's what I deserve because I've been putting in all of this other effort. I've been doing all of this other caring and I deserve to be cared for as well, right? I don't have to earn that with this ideal that I would like to keep, I would, you know, if I say that I enjoy a clean kitchen, you can still enjoy that, right? And still say, this is not the time where my kitchen has to be clean in order for me to rest. Right? Like, yeah, I am allowed to rest now. I have to work through that. Yeah. Yeah, because that's one of the hardest things for me is when people tell, you know, me in this situation that it won't always be like this because to me it's like, well, it is right now. And I still feel uncomfortable in a dirty house right now. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like it's going to have to be me working through that. And okay, so to prioritize that, what I could bridge to prioritize because I feel like I'm spitballing all of my problems. <laughs> no, but like, why Maybe is it uncomfortable? Resonate. I don't know. No, and like another question that I would ask because I've yeah. asked myself this question too is why is it uncomfortable? Because messy is uncomfortable in my mind. But why? It makes my mind feel confused and overwhelmed and it distracts me. Yeah, like I I do understand that. And I think that that is something that's like a practice you can embrace of saying like, I'm okay with it being messy, it being untidy, right? Because like, it's full of, you know, people like people have been using those dishes, right? And another thing that I think has, like, again, like infiltrated our culture, and especially again, with like, social media, and this proliferation of imagery that like everybody's lives are squeaky clean all the time makes us even more uncomfortable with our messes because it seems like we're the only ones who have them, right? Like I am the only one who has kids who make dishes that are dirty. Uh, my, my floor is the only floor that is, that has dirt on it, right? Like, or crumbs or whatever. That's not true. And I think if we've walked into anybody else's house any time ever in the world, we've noticed that. But, like, we keep seeing these images as if that's what's true. And so it makes us more uncomfortable 
because we think like, I'm the only one who's dealing with this. I'm the only one who would dare to take a nap when my (laughs) kitchen is still a mess, right? Right. Um, Even though, like, we know that that's not true, but we've seen, we've seen in air quotes, so much evidence to the contrary. Yeah, there's got to be some of that coming into play, even though I could verbalize that, like, I know that everyone else's homes are messy at some points of the day as well. Um, I think that it does, we've talked in the past about how cleanliness is not a moral issue. It's but not. It really no. feels like it is to me. Like it really does feel. And, and that's, that's a me thing. But I, I, I'm grateful in a way for this like physical sign to dive into rest and figure out how to implement it and prioritize it mm-hmm. because I don't know that I would otherwise, to be honest, you know? Yeah. Yeah. One of the things too that I feel in my own life that when I am, actively not resting, it's an indication to me that I'm not facing something um, that, like, I'm uncomfortable to sit with. And it might just be that the house is messy, right? Or it might be something deeper that, like, if I sat down and thought for a minute, I would have to deal with this uncomfortable situation in my life or a strained relationship or a flaw that of mine that I want to improve or whatever it is like I feel like I know when I am actively not resting it's because I am refusing to to sit with something that I'm uncomfortable with and um I you know I think that like sometimes we can look around and see these seasons or you know just busyness that comes from like a fight or flight mode. Like I am running on adrenaline constantly. And that is like not allowing myself to rest, right? Like this in this crisis mode. But we all know that like crisis modes are not how we're supposed to be living our lives, Mm -hmm. right? We know that those are not sustainable, right? Like we know all of these things that like when your cortisol is spiked, it, yes, it helps you get through the next five minutes, but if your cortisol is always spiked, it causes huge health problems, right? And uh, I was actually listening to a podcast um, called Holy Huga. You might like that one, Jessica. That it was cute. It was very cute. And this woman was talking about how she had all of these health problems, and she kept going to doctors, and she was like, "Tell me what's wrong with me." And she ended up at a like a holistic health doctor, and he was like, "You know, in a way." the other doctors were right. There's like nothing, like there's no medication I can give you for like something that's wrong with you in air quotes. But he's like, what I think is that you have hurry sickness. (laughs) And if you look up hurry sickness on the internet, it's like one of these things that's like a thing, but not a thing, right? It's like, it's chronic hurrying that leads to all of these other problems, right? These feelings like we can't rest, we don't deserve rest, we haven't earned it. Um, we are just anxious all the time. We can't sleep well. Like, it's like all of these problems that like go into each other. And the cure is to like practice not hurrying, which is very uncomfortable if you have hurrying sickness because you want to keep hurrying to like ease all the anxiety that is being caused by the hurry. <laughs> it's, it's very, um, very interesting thing. I'm like, sometimes I'm like, humans are just so strange, <laughs> but. Um, but like she really embraced 
the difficult practice of like letting herself rest and not hurry because she was having, you know, all of these symptoms of like, I, I can't keep living at this pace that I've been like forcing myself to live at. And um, I think that like, whether or not we experience like the physical, the physical symptoms, some of the, some of us, like a physical symptom is going to uh, show itself sooner than others. And then I think for other people, it's more of like a mental thing where it's like, if I am choosing to always hurry through life and to never accept rest, I am cranky, right? I'm not, I'm not kind to myself or to others. I'm not handling emotional or physical situations well, right? Like we can have all of these other things that we experience if we are not allowing ourselves to rest. So that really resonates with me, Michelle. And on this outline here, I have a list that I've been just kind of trying to be, I'm trying to be curious about what things I'm missing because Mm -hmm. I'm so overwhelmed with to-dos. And one of them is being with my kids without feeling so distracted and torn away by home maintenance. That's number one. Mm -hmm. Um, I miss floral arranging and watercoloring and all of those creative things that give me life. We've talked about creativity a lot on the podcast. We know how important it is and I feel like I can't do it. I miss being able to make people feel special going that little extra bit whenever I'm interacting or gifting or just taking something over to the next door neighbors. Like that's, that was kind of my thing that brought me joy is to put a cute little ribbon or just go that little extra step for people. And I miss uninterrupted spiritual practices. Mm -hmm. And, um, when I put it that way, and maybe this is an exercise all of us can do if we feel like we're off balance here. When I put it that way, it makes me, it puts everything into perspective and makes me want to fight for rest. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I really don't know where to fit it in necessarily, but I do have a better idea how to, especially, you know, talking through this here, how to talk myself through it and to keep remembering the things that I want to prioritize so that I, it reminds me of the things I want to accomplish that would allow that rest would allow me to accomplish or to enjoy maybe the word accomplish is not really the right one in this situation (laughs) but to be able to enjoy life hello that's what we're here for and i know that in my head but like just with the intensity of of life sometimes it gets it gets confusing well let me say something in this moment to you which is that the struggle to rest as much as we need it as humans, the struggle to rest is a tale as old as time. And something that I find to be very interesting, like I myself am a Christian, but I also look around at other major religions in the world. And the things that they have in common, I think are really interesting because mm-hmm. it points to a human need where we really have, where we are not instinctually doing something, but we know we need to do it. And when I look around at like the Judeo-Christian faith, Buddhism, Islam, um, I'm not super familiar with a lot of the other ones, but I know that all of those have a deep focus on requiring humans to rest because we need it, but we're not good at it. Okay, so one of the things like if you are familiar with 
Judeo-Christian story of creation. A lot of times we hear that story and we hear God created the world in six days. And on the seventh day, he commanded that the seventh day would be a day of rest. He rested from all of his work and he commanded humans that they would rest on the seventh day, which is why we have our week in seven days, right? And sometimes we look at that story and we think, oh, but first we have to do six days of work. But actually, in that story, humans were not created until the sixth day. So their first full day on earth, if you want to follow this analogy, they were commanded to rest. The very first thing God ever told humans to do was to rest. And in fact, in the Jewish um, understanding of time, time actually begins at sundown. Sabbath in the Jewish culture is from sundown to sundown. It begins with resting. And one of my favorite spiritual um, practices has come out of this because a teacher of mine through a podcast called the Bema podcast was talking about how, you know, we talk about days like the day starts in the morning, right? Like we get up and we do our stuff and then we get to rest. But actually that story of creation was written down. It was told to the Jewish people when they were escaping slavery in Egypt. So Moses rescued them from being slaves in Egypt, and then they wandered in the desert for 40 years. And that is when all of this, all of these stories were written down that were teaching them how to be human. And the first thing that God told them was the story of creation. And it says, evening and morning, the first day right? Evening and morning, the second day. God looked at his creation and he said that it was good. Evening and morning, the first day, the second day. And we don't hear this anymore, but it was vital to the people escaping slavery, escaping a situation in which all they were worth was what they were doing. The only thing that mattered about them was that they were there to produce. They were slaves in Egypt. God took them out of Egypt and he said to them, the first thing you're going to do is rest. Your day begins with rest. It begins with sleeping because that's who you are to me. Like, I love you no matter what you produce. Like, what you produce is not what makes you human. What makes you human is that I made you and I love you. And that, like, when I heard that story, it, like, changed my life to think, that I am not what I produce, right? I get to just be. And like, I enjoy producing. Like, those days of work are also an important part of the human story. Mm-hmm. But the first thing God ever commanded humans to do was to rest and to be okay in resting. And he also told us that because he knew it would be hard for us. We want to measure ourselves by these things, but we can't possibly be measured by all of these things because, right, it will keep piling up and it will never, ever end. So we have to choose to say, it's enough. I've done enough and I get to rest now and I get to just be and I get to love the people that I'm with and I get to be loved by them because it's enough. I've done enough. And rest gets to be like, it's our inheritance. It's our birthright. It's our joy. And if we are always skipping through it, like, yeah, 
you're right. Sometimes the things are going to pile up and some things are going to be undone and that's going to be uncomfortable, but we still deserve to rest. There's a, um, some of these, I don't know. I just follow them online, but they're, um, like Orthodox Jews. So they observe Sabbath in strict ways, right? Like, um, sundown to sun down. There's like, they can't do any laundry. They can't do any chores on the Sabbath. And like, I'm like, oh, I love the idea that there is a time in the week where you are not allowed to do chores. Like you must rest. And like, I'm sure that they spend some of that time being like, oh, I feel like I have a lot of laundry to do. I feel like I have a lot that I could get a jump start on the week ahead and that would help me out. But this requirement of rest is essential to their practice of faith, right? Of letting go of everything that we're always like striving for and trying to accomplish and just letting it be what it's going to be. And like, this is a tradition, like the Sabbath tradition has endured for millennia because it's a really good idea. (laughs) But like, you know, they didn't cease to exist because on the seventh day they were like, you know what, we're actually going to rest. And I know that, you know, there's a lot of different ideas about how far that tradition should be taken. But when I see that, like, like I was like looking it up and like in Buddhism, like meditation in Buddhism requires rest. It requires stopping. And it's like the first tenet of the Dharma. I might be saying that incorrectly. So forgive me, please, if you are Buddhist and know more than I do. But like the first tenet is to stop striving and to rest and to come to a place of being still and being enough in that moment as you are as imperfect, as lacking, as, you know, as far, far back on your to-do list as you are, and just letting that be what it is. And um, when I think of it like that, you know, noticing, A, that like, we all need this, and it's okay that it's a struggle, but it's still worth the pursuit. It's still worth the pursuit of rest and it's still worth learning how to, even though it's uncomfortable for us, because I believe we can get there and we can get to um, a place of really thriving because we allow ourselves that rest. That's so vital to just being a human. (laughs) Yeah, we're our own worst enemies if we try to get rid of that completely. Yeah, Michelle, those are really important thoughts. And there's a couple of things I want to touch on. And one of them is if we do look at that practice of resting on the seventh day, and each of us are in different places and believe different things, but just simply that concept mm-hmm. and the fact that it has stood for so many, many years teaches me that there's potentially some benefit there. And maybe it's not exactly done in the same way for everybody, but I think that it's really important for us to have, like as humans, we, we thrive in, um, not a schedule, but like rhythms and routines. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think it's really good. A a very applicable thing I, I wanted to just pull from what you said is that we should probably establish our resting, um, intervals. And for some, it's one time every week. And if we don't establish that, whatever it is, then our bodies can't handle. We can't keep up. And we won't, we won't rest. We Mm -hmm. won't rest if we don't predetermine maybe a pocket of time or a day or what, what have you. And, um, I was listening to a book about this particularly from a, 
uh, a brilliant woman. Her name is Ruth. She's a pastor. Um, and she just explored this whole Sabbath day idea for herself and shared some thoughts. And she said that, you know, she didn't take that seventh day to rest for a long time. And then, you know, things caught up to her and she decided to kind of practice it. And she now just leans in and enjoys it so much. And yes, on Saturday, she is going to the store and getting special food and whatnot so that she's prepared to completely rest, um, on the seventh day on, on the Sabbath day. And now she just like kicks back, has a book and is excited about lighting the fire. And, um, she just has made that be a part of her rhythm and worship. But I think it, it, just, it can be applied to all of us to think of it as a rhythm of whatever works for us, but to prioritize it in a way that we can expect it. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's, that's something I want to pull, f- pull from. And then, um, I also think that there's moments every day where we can kind of experience those, those pockets of rest and then be really intentional about how we are using those. Like you alluded to earlier, scrolling does not count. <laughs> yeah. Like, sitting pondering that's when we can access creativity and um inspiration what have you like i think that so the rhythm of maybe weekly or whatever for me would be good and then a a rhythm of daily is also super important i agree and um thinking really intentionally about how i can after my, my my five minute nap what can i do next i think gratitude is a huge way I rest. It really unlocks. Um, you're not sitting there doing nothing, but like it unlocks a lot of beauty and joy that fills me, you know? So maybe, maybe there's a little journaling exercise I can do of gratitude, three things after I wake up from my little nap or something, but plugging in rhythms of rest is important. A rhythm of rest that I have really wholeheartedly embraced is the sanctity of mealtimes. Again, another thing that I think it's easy to just rush through and it feels like, oh my gosh, we got to get places and all of this stuff. And I'm not saying that I get to sit down for three meals a day completely unrushed and unhurried. But when we were in France, actually, we were, it was kind of funny because there were just, you know, there were like these moments where you're like, oh, what's going on? I don't really totally understand this. But uh, sometimes there would be restaurants that were open, but they only served drinks and typically between like two and seven the kitchens were not open, so you could not order food. Sometimes there were seven, two and seven, maybe four. I don't know. It kind of it didn't seem like to be like people didn't eat dinner at five or six. Oh no, people do not eat dinner at five. They eat dinner much later, they eat? like really? eight, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, like um, in general, oh, they they uh, eat dinner more into the evening, but the restaurants didn't even open for dinner until seven, but they were closed for food service generally in the afternoon. And this is because like France, actually, did you know that they like invented restaurants? Um, Like the whole idea that we have of restaurants, like people didn't, there were like pubs and stuff like that. But the whole idea of like a dining experience where you go to a restaurant and are served food and stuff like that, that was invented in France, essentially after like during the French Revolution, when all of like the nobility and the people of the court fled, (laughs) fled for their lives because they were all being beheaded, their personal chefs were at a loss 
they didn't have a job. And so they opened up restaurants and started just like allowing regular people to come and like buy a meal. And this whole idea of like setting a beautiful table and, you know, a tablecloth and fine dishes to eat off of and a wonderfully prepared meal by a chef was like invented during that time with all of these chefs that were out of work. Um, and this is like a culture uh, practice that's very important to them. But and like, you know, a lot of us have heard of like in Spain, the siesta, right? In like the afternoon, restaurants are closed, work is closed, or people take like a long lunch. It's very typical that you like get an hour out of your day where you sit down and you unhurriedly eat a meal. Now, like I get it, not all of this, this isn't necessarily available to everybody all the time. But this whole idea of like, there are built in times in our lives that like invite us to rest, right to like, take in a meal without doing other things. Could we commit to um, to doing that, even if it's a very short amount of time where we are just fully present with the other people with us? Or if I'm with myself, can I make the commitment that I'm not, you know, scrolling my phone or doing anything else, but I will just like sit there and be thankful for the food that I get to eat and taste all of the flavors and just enjoy that experience and allow myself even a couple moments of rest at that time. Or if I'm with my kids, you know, just actually, you know, talking with them. I know that we can't necessarily, you know, I'm not here saying we're having a three-hour breakfast every day before school. Like, that's not realistic, really, in our lives. But can we use natural rhythms we have in our day to invite rest in and, like, know that it's just a small moment that we're taking back for ourselves and intentionally resting during that and, like, paying attention to what's going on? I think um, whether that's around mealtimes or whether you sanctify a certain moment, right? Like you were saying right after your nap or whatever it is, like taking a time that you say, this is my time of being unhurried and unrushed. Even if I'm unhurried and unrushed for five minutes, 10 minutes, I'm going to start like that practice of like not doing anything else, not multitasking in that time. Just being in that moment is a form of rest, even if I'm actively eating or something in that, in that time. Yeah. Yeah. Those are good thoughts Some good things to contemplate each of us in our own natural rhythms. I love the idea of anchoring, you know, a, a new habit or a new practice to one that's already established. And, and then we have a really high chance of, um, maintaining that new practice. So those are really great thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So where do you want to go now? benefits i mean i have one more thing to say here that i think is maybe potentially controversial but hear me out on it okay because i've been thinking about this i've been thinking about this for a while i think that convenience can be very antithetical to rest and here's what i mean i think a lot of times convenience is something that we choose because we're hurrying on our way to something else, right? Um, I need to pick up a meal because I don't have time to make one myself. I know, Jessica, you and I, we make a lot of our own meals, but, um, you know, it's just like hurrying. These moments where we're like hurrying on, we're busy doing something else. So we are choosing, you know, something that is convenient. Um, I think it's 
<laughs> you know, it's more convenient to eat off of a paper plate. Uh, so we can just throw it away. Um, it's more convenient to get everything out of our packaging um, because it seems quicker. But I think that this might be something that is stealing our rest over time. Like it seems in the moment like it's a good idea. And I'm not saying that I've never used a paper plate or I've never eaten fast food or anything like that. But I think if we like are pursuing convenience, we rob ourselves of some of these times that are like active rest is kind of what I would call them. For instance, doing the dishes is not like fun necessarily. I don't think it's like unfun, but I do think it's actually like something that can be built in a built-in time of of rest. Yes, you're cleaning the kitchen, but you're thinking, you know, you're just processing the day, right? You're loving on your home. And if we can see these kinds of things that we have to do as an invitation to accept like a slower pace in that moment, right? Like, I mean, yeah, you can put in a podcast. Maybe you're listening to a podcast while you're doing the dishes right now. But um, but uh, if we are like, it's an, it's a time that's inviting us to just be in that moment. We can't do a lot else, right? Like our hands are wet and dirty, right? Doing the dishes. So we can't really do a lot of other multitasking. And so I've just been trying to think of ways where I just look at what I'm choosing to do and wonder, like, long-term, is this the choice that I want to be making? Or am I stealing from myself these small moments of just rest and presence in that moment? Um, Sometimes the shortcuts steal the rhythm of life because it compounds the things we feel like we have to do right? Like where the more we can fit into our day, the more we do, but then the more we have to keep up with, the more we have to take care of because we keep adding in all of these little things. One of the things I was really thinking about because one of my spiritual practices or one of my practices about rest is revolving around this is the idea of online shopping. Again, convenient. Again, I've used it. I think that it has its own place in the world and I'm not like going to quit completely. But I have also noticed that it has stolen a lot of time from me because I think it's so convenient to do. But then I have to, you know, return the stuff that doesn't fit or I have to deal with all of the stuff that I bought. It seems more convenient in the moment. But because it's so convenient, I didn't really like think I didn't always really think through what I was like signing up for. And then I sometimes feel like I spend my whole life like returning things I bought online. (laughs) And that to me is an example in my life of a way that I have chosen like convenience, but it is stealing my rest. It has become, it was a convenient thing that has now become like this whole other like chore in my life to like return things I bought online. (laughs) And it's not that I have to never buy anything online as much as what could I do to not allow the convenience of that steal my life. And one of the things about that is that because it is available to me, shopping online, 
it's ever present, right? Like if I open my phone for one second, all of a sudden I found like five new things that I didn't know I needed before that I'm like contemplating whether or not I have to buy. And it's like taking my mental energy in that moment. And then if I, you know, buy it, then I deal with it, right? Um, Just one of those things that has made me think twice about a convenience in my life that might be actually taking more from me than it's giving me. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. And I'm, I support you in this. I'm on your team here because the word convenience or the, if you think about all of like the convenience store, the fast food, all of those things do support that quick paced lifestyle. And again, I don't think they're all bad, but I think we really have to determine our higher purpose so that we can use them to support that instead of just be used by them. And like you're saying, be totally just supported in our hurried lifestyle. And it's very easy if we're not intentional about what we're after. Rest, for example. Mm -hmm. Um, Connection. Our core values that we've talked about in the past. Like, if we're not intentional, then we're very easily swept away by them. Yeah. Really. It's, It's so crazy how easy it is. You're right. Even I open my email and it's like, if I've bought something from somebody in the past and I haven't subscribed, unsubscribed from their email list, then I'm like, oh, there's a sale at Old Navy. Maybe I should check it out. You know, everywhere right. on my phone, I feel like I'm I'm encouraged to to uh, participate in some convenient, quote unquote, service, which Walmart delivery is convenient for me. And mm-hmm. I will continue to use that at this yeah. point in my life. But um, that's that's kind of it, you know, like as far as that type of service. Well, I, I don't know right now. Yeah. That is something that I'm participating in maybe more than I will later in my life. But I agree with the whole returns. If, if I don't go in and try something on, then I'm left with this pile, which just gives me lots of anxiety because it's hard to return sometimes. So I, I, I support you. And I think that it's all good if we establish what we're what we're going after, what our intentions yeah. are, so that, that we can plug it in pr- appropriately and not be used by it. And again, like considering your season, right? Because over the summer, we were very busy working on a big project, our whole family, I was very involved with it in a way that was new for our family. And so we ended up eating more meals out or like from convenience stores, that kind of thing. I did not like that as like a long term way to live our lives. It was a season where we were like, this is what's happening. But I was on on it being like, this is not, I don't want to live my life in this hurried feeling where we're like eating out of, you know, wrappers. Um, I That's not how I want to live my life. I understand that this is a season that we are going through. And this is what is, what we kind of need to do right now. And can I be on the lookout for when that habit can change? when I can do something differently, when I can incorporate something else. And it's not like I'm, you know, coming home and making like these huge elaborate meals, right? They're very simple because I wanted to reclaim that time that we were like together as a family that we were cooking food. That's just one of the things that I really like as a way of preserving like our right to like rest and enjoy each other's company. But um, yeah, there are times in your life when you need stuff like that. But yeah. Yeah. I just I commend you for being able to have the discipline to notice, okay, we're here right now. I don't want to stay here forever. And then you were able to revisit and then pivot a little bit. I think that that's, it's a good example for all of us and maybe a good um, nudge for each of us to kind of evaluate 
Are we still in the season of Walmart delivery or what have you, you know, like keep evaluating so that we again, serve ourselves in the best way possible. But yeah, that's a really good example to know that I'm in this season right now. And then to have the thought to that you're not anymore. Yeah. And we can kind of shift <laughs> and take some moments to, to uh, rest and consider like, oh, is this still what I want to be doing? Um, and I think yeah. that though you like giving yourself rest allows you to come to the ability to choose those things. Sure, right. Michelle. Right. Oh my gosh. It's just, it's totally key. Yeah. We've got to have that, that blank space so we can ponder and evaluate and be inspired. Yeah. It's just so key. And if you walk away saying, I really need this right now, that's totally fine. As long as you are like actively choosing it instead of, you know, it being thrust upon you, which I do feel, I feel that the lack of rest allows more and more things to be thrust upon me that I feel like I'm not choosing them. They're just happening to me. Right. And that's, that's not how I want to live my life. And that's why I enjoy taking a moment aside to make sure I'm really like living according to the way I value living. So, and I think that that looks different for every person, but I would encourage you to just like consider what that is. Or is there something in your life that you're like really bogged down by? And then looking at, is this, am I choosing to do this in a way that I could choose differently, right? When your kids are little and you're tired because they're little and they need you a lot, that's a that's a season in life, right? Um, and like, that's happening to you in, in a way. So there might not be a lot that you can do about that. But there are perhaps other situations where you can look around and be like, oh, I am participating in this but I don't need to, right? Like I, I've gotten roped into this or I've allowed this to happen and that's not exactly how I want to live my life. So I'm going to make a different choice. And I think it's really it's really just about like considering that because I think it's, it's different for everybody um, or yeah, like, but I love the idea of simply evaluating it and making sure that you're truly doing what you are trying to do. <laughs> yeah, like like right now. Like for example, yes. right now it's off for me, right? I've been mm-hmm. very very clear about that. Um and so it it's it's hard though when you're kind of on this like hamster wheel mm-hmm. to have the confidence to like step off. Yeah. Like like you're saying the more you the faster you go, the more you need it feels and mm-hmm. then it's even harder to just stop to just break and um but i don't like how i feel my body is not liking how things are going and so i just need to take a step off of this treadmill maybe mm-hmm. is a better um analogy and um it's worth it it's worth it because of the the higher purpose that i want i want a little bit more um joy and breathing and creativity in yeah. my life so <clears throat> anyway should we talk about maybe the the three ways we're incorporating rest into our life this year sure yeah yeah why don't you go first tell us what you're doing to incorporate rest okay so i'm trying to because i i've actually had the thought that i should probably learn how to meditate for like 
seven years and it's just too slow for me. Right. Cause mm-hmm. <laughs> obviously, but I want to take a step towards it and I want to take three mindful breaths before I walk into the door, before I get out of my car, after I exercise, because I, I've established that, that habit. So I want to kind of anchor that one, three mindful breaths. And I'm learning about what that means, <laughs> but, um, that's one. I want to utilize a gratitude or uh, implement a gratitude practice every day, which I've talked about already. Mm-hmm. Three things that I'm grateful for. Um, because I've noticed that when I'm feeling like very intense, that if I take a, a moment to notice what I have and the things that are that I love, then I start to come down a little bit and feel more peace. So I want to kind of plug that in every day. And then... Um, Generally speaking, (laughs) I want to be able to sit in the chaos Mm -hmm. a little bit more. And it helped to talk through this on the podcast today about how I might actually do that. Because it's one thing to say it and then another thing to actually sit in the mess. It's so uncomfortable for me. But why? I like the, the thought, why is that? And can I, you know, talk myself through why there is mess that it actually alludes to the fact that it's there's life and things yeah. are going well. Yeah. Um, you know, so do some work there. So those are three things I'm trying to incorporate so I can have more rest this year. What about you? I love that. Yeah, I think um just a couple of ideas there. One thing that I would say to if you are a person who really has a hard time resting, I think the idea of an active rest practice <laughs> could be a good bridge. Um, and by active rest for me active rest is like, I, I'm not a person who likes to sit still. I really have grown in my love of resting, but like, I don't really like to sit still. I don't sit still a lot in my life. And so sometimes resting looks like going on a short walk free of distractions, right? Like not listening to a podcast, not talking to anybody or anything. And right. Even if it's just a few minutes, allowing my mind to rest, even if my body is kind of moving and like incorporating a practice that way has been something that I have enjoyed. Um, and then I think practicing like lingering linger was my word of the year a few years ago to just, and what, I remember that. yeah. And it really came from lingering around the dinner table was what I really was the practice that I really wanted to incorporate. And so allowing the dishes to be undone right and allowing the table to be kind of a mess because you know everybody's messy and all of those things and we were just going to linger in that moment for a few minutes I love to light candles so we would always have you know we would often maybe not always but often have like a candle lit and just like linger in that moment for a few minutes even if it's even if it's not long you know I'm not saying that again we're at the dinner table for three hours or something like that no like can I linger for five minutes and just practice being in that space that yes I need to go do stuff and the kids need to get to bed and they have homework and they you know all the stuff needs to happen but like practicing like lingering and so picking a few moments even if you know they're going to be somewhat uncomfortable and lean into them has been something that has helped me um learn to rest is to incorporate some of those like almost active rest moments so That's really good, good thought, especially for me, somebody that, yeah, I would fall into that category as well. Today on my run, I did actively stop. I walked 
and I thought, and I was like, I think I could do this. You know, it's not like I have to stop running I, and only walk, but on my walk, on my runs, I can take a moment and just walk yeah. and think and be. Yeah. And one of the things that I'm open to is, you know, my, like, I want to get exercise, right? I know that that's important. And I'm also open to the ways that that can shift and change. And, so, you know, sometimes my goals have been about like spending more time in the gym. And like this year, I will be in a gym. And I will also like my goal is more around being outside, because I find that to be a place where I just you know, I'm present with maybe my kids who are playing with our neighbors hanging out or just with myself to like think a few thoughts. Uh, so like that is more the goal that I'm intent on pursuing this year. And then like just seeing how wonderful and beautiful the world is for a few minutes. It's like a completely free experience <laughs> that uh, to me brings a lot of rest and peace in my life. So that's something that I like doing. So that would probably be more like Again, it's not that I'm like not doing all of the other things that I know are good, but that's like the more the goal that I'm pursuing this year is to um, increase my time outside as a form of resting. Cause like you kind of, again, it's active rest. It's not that I'm not doing anything, but it's also that I can't be doing a lot of the things that I feel like I have to be doing inside. Uh, so that's mm-hmm. one of my things of rest. And then, um, I kind of mentioned it earlier, but no distractions during meal times, even if I'm by myself. I'm often by myself right now for lunch. So just, just sit there, I guess. That's yeah. a good idea, Michelle. That's I good. Guess. That's good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it will probably only be a few minutes, but I'm just going to take that as an opportunity to rest. And then um, a technology Sabbath to like put my phone. I would legitimately just turn it into a landline, right? Like if somebody needs me, they're going to call me. So I'm going to put my phone on a ringer, but in the other room and on Sundays, not be like on, I don't know, I guess social media or whatever. Like I could still, anyways, that's my technology Sabbath. Um, Very nice. And I've then done that Michelle for a few years and yeah. I feel that it is a great reset breath yes. from all the intensity that is thrown at us. Yeah. I enjoy it. I think that like Sometimes I have my phone around thinking that I'm going to be hanging out, talking with my friends, and then instead it's work or news that I didn't need to read and stuff like that. And it's like, you know what? I could take one day a week break from that. So, um, and then the other thing is this intentional practice I have of fewer better. So I mentioned, like, I set the goal of only making online purchases one day a month. So I have to save them up. A month. For a month. Wow. We're going to see. We're going to okay. see how it goes. We're like going to see it. how it goes. Okay. But already. Report back. Already I enjoy the freedom. <laughs> Anyways, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Because um, it no, is. That's actually a super good idea. Because you, if you still want it, you can get it. Exactly. Like that that's day, the thing. Right? It'll make you think. Right. And, and again, it's a practice of like, I feel that. I have used the convenience of online shopping and I don't necessarily want to get rid of it completely, but I also feel like it has in my life gotten a bit out of hand where I keep it available because of the times I've in air quotes needed it. And, but like, then I'm just spending my whole life like wondering what I should buy next. And I don't want to live my life like that. So if I have to wait for one month, I can put it in the cart 
I can put it in the cart. I just can't check out except once a month. So we'll see how it goes. But anyways, that's my sort of fewer, better, and uh, less online shopping intentions to allow myself to rest so that I'm not always, I don't know, just browsing. It sounds like I'm just like on the internet perusing the internet all the time. And I don't know that I am. This resonates. (laughs) This resonates. I think we all all understand because we all live in this world that's there. The the convenience is there. Yeah. It is. It is. Yes. So Okay. Well, this conversation is huge for me. So, um and I think it's it's super helpful for everybody because of the the nature of the the pace of the world that we live in. And so I hope that we can all just take a moment, literally, a moment free of distraction, free of input, and just feel where can we improve a little bit in the rest and how can we prioritize it a little bit more. Um and remember the things that we will be gaining as we do to give us motivation, you know, because it's hard. It's hard yeah. sometimes to to rearrange our priorities. But um, obviously, there's great scientific research and um, evidence that that is worth fighting for. Rest is worth fighting for. It is. Rest is worth fighting for. And if it's uncomfortable or if it's difficult at first to incorporate rest into your life, like, don't give up just because it's hard. <laughs> because as we talked about, like it's a hard thing for humans and we still need it and we still benefit from it. So allowing ourselves to, to struggle sometimes is part of the journey. And when we do allow ourselves to grow in that practice, then we get like all the amazing benefits and we get to feel more at peace with our lives. We've kind of skipped over some of the benefits of rest, but like I find that relationships are greatly improved by rest and by periods, at least, of rest and of, like, the peace that comes from the safety of resting with people, with the people you are close with, right? And um, when I think of, like, even just that, I'm like, okay, that's something that I want. That's something that I want to pursue. So I'm going to make the practice of pursuing that and allowing it to sometimes be a struggle and be okay with that, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, also. Okay, well, everyone, rest on. (laughs) Rest on. We'll be back in a couple weeks. All right, we'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. Bye.